Hello and welcome to the Ghost Witch Podcast. Uh, my name is Will, the Ghost Witch. Uh, on this show, we talk about witchcraft, we talk about spirituality, we talk about magic, and anything related to that. Uh, today, we have a very special guest on our show. Uh, this is somebody who I've had the pleasure of working with on uh, my own Instagram interviews, and I actually just appeared on her podcast uh, immediately before this one. So to launch this, I thought, what better way than to bring on Julia Lamb of the Witchcast uh, podcast. Julia, can you hear us? I can hear you, and thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Now, um, in Julia's uh, podcast, she starts off with pulling a tarot card, which I think is beautiful. I'm actually going to start off today with pulling a rune, and we'll see what kind of energy there's going to be on this call. So drum roll, please. Very exciting. This is so awesome. All right. So this is uh, Dagas. This means day. Um, not like the daytime, but like the rising of the sun, that transition coming into day, which is excellent for this because that's, um, that's like a new beginning, like a new day dawning. Um, another interpretation of this, which I really like, is believing in yourself um, even when other people don't because you know the sun is going to rise. So I see that as a very auspicious rune for us to draw today. So with that being said, um, Julia, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about what you do. So basically my practice, I like to work with a lot of different um, elements as well as divination. My forte is mainly divination. I, if I were to call myself or label myself as a witch, I would say divination witch fits me perfectly. Um, I primarily focus on oracle and tarot decks, but um, that's just something that I'm comfortable with. I've been practicing uh, tarot for actually 10 years. So um, it's been a long time coming for me to kind of just like um, bring out my practice of tarot. Um, I started actually um, getting into witchcraft since I was 18. So I'm 29 currently. It's been about 11 years of me just getting into the practice. Um, I've been practicing seriously for about, I'd say, a good two years now. And um, I actually, you know, it's been a whirlwind of emotions for me from the past two years. I've been going through highs and lows through witchcraft, but mainly right now with the pandemic going on and everything happening, my witchcraft has been stronger than ever. So I'm like, I'm very excited. And, you know, um, I'm actually an empath as well. So with feeling everything around that's going on in the world, it is daunting and it is very energy depleting. But at the same time, I feel so much to the point where I can understand what everyone is going through theoretically. So that's kind of just what I do, what, what my practice is about and who I am. Wow. Thank you. That's a lot to unpack there. Uh, first thing that came yeah. to me, first thing that came to me is, um, you know, we're going to have people of all different levels of experience um, with the craft that uh, be tuning into the show. Um, for those who don't know, 
Um, when you say divination, what would you say is a, your working definition of what divination is and what it means? Okay, so divination, uh, if I were to break it down to small pieces, um, divination primarily talks about you working with a divine and you kind of just like understanding what it is your intuition is trying to tell you. Um, you can work through divination through, like you said, tarot cards, oracle cards, runes, like you were mentioning. I have yet to discover runes, but um, you can use like um, even like scrying with pendulums. Um, but primarily, if I were to break it down easily, um, I'd say the best way and form of divination is through a tarot card deck. So a tarot card, uh, tarot cards are basically a seventy-eight form deck card um, pack. Um, it has uh, fifty-six major arcana and twenty-two minor arcana, uh, which are sorry, flip that. I have the fifty-six minor arcana and the twenty-two major arcana. So uh, major arcana, you're going to be talking about like cards like the devil, death, um, temperance, um, the tower the star, the lovers. Um, those are just some of the little options that you have working with the major arcana. And then with the minor arcana, you have the suits of like the swords, the cups, the pentacles, and the wands. So, I mean, like it, it sounds pretty intense when it comes, when you first l learn about tarot cards, but once you kind of get like the rhythm of just like looking at the cards and understanding what your intuition is trying to tell you, it gets to be a little bit easier and kind of just, it flows naturally. So um, if I were to explain getting into tarot cards, um, first, I would just get the Raider White deck. It's a basically the OG tarot deck of um, this divination world. And um, it's kind of like... Um, it's, it has like this really intense feel to it because it, since it is kind of like the first tarot deck that's been created, it's that's arguable. Um, there's other tarot decks, of course, but this one's m the more well-known factor. Um, but um, with tarot cards, I think it's huge when it comes to just using your intuition. So that's how I would kind of describe divination in terms of just how to use it. Using your gut feeling is basically what your intuition is that's what my definition is but um with divination i think anything is possible if you just use your intuition so that, thank you for that um with that being said um for how you got into it so that people who are listening who might be interested in getting into tarot um how did you come to have this as a part of your practice so I have been very invested in witchcraft since I was a child. Um, I had my first vision when I was eight years old. Uh, I, I would see different things with uh, regards to my days in like the next coming days, the upcoming weeks, the upcoming months. I would know ahead of time of what I would be doing. And so I got very fascinated with that because I would predict things and they would just happen 10 out of 10 times and I wasn't sure what that was and so as I grew older I actually would go to different bookstores and read as much as I could on the topic of witchcraft because there wasn't that much you know back in you know the 90s so I was fascinated with anything that I could find 
And it wasn't until I was like 16, 17 is when I first heard about tarot decks. And I thought, you know, like, this sounds really fun. Like, what is this? Like, I had no idea what it was. And I did some experimenting and I got my first deck, which was the Raider White deck. And um, at first, I kind of just had this notion of like, oh, this would be a really cool party trick for me in high school. You know, like I could just, you know, read people's tarot cards and like have them, you know, ask questions and like, you know, kind of show it off that I can actually do something. And, you know, at, you know, at being a teenager, you have no idea exactly what you're playing with and like getting into divination. Um, you definitely have to cast like a white light of circle of protection around you to make sure that you don't have like specific entities following you after you do the reading. I had no idea what I was doing like at all. So I had to do a lot of research, like a lot of research when it comes to divination. I'd say when you first get into tarot cards, do as much research as you can on the topic uh, before you even get a deck because that was my mistake I didn't do that and you know I had a lot of things that were attached to me after I would do readings and that kind of got me kind of you know a little uncomfortable with tarot cards but once I did more research on the topic and what tarot cards are all about it became a little bit less daunting and more so fascinating for me so if I, do, if I were to recommend um, getting into tarot decks or like divination or oracle cards, make sure you do a lot of research on what oracle or tarot deck that you want to invest your time in. Because I think that with tarot cards or oracle decks, it's a huge investment of your time because you have to do a lot of different readings on the cards and you have to do a lot of memorization um, but mostly if you were to get a tarot card today or tarot deck today, I'd say do as much research as you can on it and then use your intuition first before you get anything started. And on that point, um, I think for people who maybe haven't been um, around or in the space of tarot or other kinds of divination can we talk a little bit about and just dispel some of the myths around some of the symbolism like i know that when people first come in like one of the first things is like if they draw the death card they're like oh no i'm gonna die or somebody's gonna physically die or like the devil you know just being like oh shit the devil's coming or something like that can we just dispel some of some of that and talk about the the symbolic nature Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, whenever um, people kind of get like the death card, they're like, oh, shit, like I'm going to die or someone I know is going to die. They kind of like get into a panic. The death card for me, the symbolism, it doesn't like, yes, a part of you or a part of someone will die. Like it's not necessarily like you're going to be gone from this earth or from this plane, but it's I look at the death card as a rebirth card. Um, It talks a lot about you know, what you're going to be shredding. It's, it's like a snake kind of like um, going through their shred and they kind of just like take their old skin and they jump out of into their new skin. Um, I think rebirth is a huge part of witchcraft because, you know, you go through your spiritual awakening and you're basically being reborn into a new life. And I think the tarot card um, that talks about death, the death card specifically, I think that card is really, really kind of just like it's 
it's it's just it's not like overplayed, but everyone kind of views it as an overplayed card. Um, I think that's one of the major cards that are major important card that you can get in a reading is if you get the death card, because like I said, it talks so much about rebirth and about you kind of just coming into your own skin and kind of just like reawakening. And I think that's a huge part of witchcraft, like I said, with your spiritual awakening, everything. But another card that I think that is a misconception is the lovers card. Um, Everyone thinks that when you get the card, you're going to find your soulmate or twin flame or, you know, something of that nature. I think the lover's card doesn't really mean that to me. For me, the um, symbolism of that card, it talks about loving yourself, loving your twin self. Like you're looking to a mirror and you're like, you know what? I love that version of myself. I love, you know, I love looking and seeing that I am this person and that I have this kind of, you know, feeling towards that. And I think that the lovers talks mostly about how you can have self-love. So there's a lot of different meanings behind um, tarot cards and like their connotations and everything. But I think that everyone kind of has this, you know, broad misconception that, you know, each card is literal. It's not literal. It's uh, there's derivatives of each card. And, you know, there's like different ways you can interpret them. But, um, like I was saying, I think most of the major arcana, which is the death card, the lovers, the devil, the tower, um, those are some of the cards where they, everyone kind of just feels like those are the end of the world kind of cards for a reading. So I think that if you were, if everyone kind of has like this idea that tarot cards isn't like um, a game. I think it would be a little bit better um, kind of just understood because to me, when I read tarot cards for myself or for others, um, I like to look at it as, you know, you're basically seeing a mirror that you didn't want to see within yourself. It talks about all the hidden messages, all the different descriptions that, you know, you don't want to see in your life. It's a huge, huge symbolic thing. And I think that, like I said, a lot of people have this misconception that tarot cards can kind of show you the future when it just basically shows you your inner self. I think that's really important to kind of grasp. And I think that brings up an interesting point, too, um, with divination. Uh, For me, and I know, you know, the runes are big for me. I also work with the tarot. Um, in the runes and in Norse, um, tradition, the, the future is not fixed. Um, there is a way that things are going and if they continue on that way, then, you know, this will be the outcome, but by doing divination, um, you know, it enables us to change course. And if we like the outcome, great. And if we don't like, where can we, you know, do some of our craft, some of our practice and take action to have a different outcome. Um, do you share that outlook or would you say that um, you view things in a different way? I very much view have that same viewpoint um, with tarot cards, specifically in divination. Um, like I was saying earlier, it's a, it's a huge way to look within yourself. Um, I don't, like a lot of people, they come to me or like my friends who just got into witchcraft and be like, oh, so when you read tarot cards, can you like get the lottery ticket numbers? And I'm like, no, that's not 
what it's about and you know they're kind of like oh wait so i can't be like a millionaire like they'll be asking legitimate questions and i'm just like i'm sorry that you know you have you know those notions and thoughts but that's not necessarily how it's going to play out and um you know i just want kind of want the listeners to kind of like grasp the idea that when you are reading tarot cards you're not necessarily looking into the future because the future is always changing but based on your decision making and so I think that's really kind of just the main focal point is that tarot cards or tarot readings for that matter, um, they really talk about what you're going through at the time and what you could possibly be going through in the future. And I think that that segues beautifully into the next topic that I wanted to talk about, uh, about performing magic, uh, spell casting. Um, and I, I definitely want to stick with the example that you just gave, because I think that a lot of people, um, you know, that don't have a lot of experience do have quite a number of misconceptions about magic and about how things happen. And I want to talk a little bit about that winning lottery ticket idea, because, um, you know, number one, you're very much pigeonholing yourself into like one source of abundance. And number two, you know, like, can you really visualize that? And is that really in your, in alignment with you? Like is your life and everything else you're doing in alignment with, with that? I, I just want to talk a little bit more about the process of manifestation and, and why, you know, doing the spell for the winning lottery ticket may not be as successful as some newcomers would hope. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I was like I was saying, in spells and rituals or an in intention and manifestation, I mean, you can basically have the idea that you want to win the lottery or if you want to come into a sum of money that's large, um that's always a nice kind of feeling that, you know, you can put that energy out there, but when you put that into the universe, um the universe isn't going to give it to you like the way you want it to be. Like, you're not going to, they're not going to be like, okay, you know what? Susan says she wants to win the lottery today. Um, let's give Susan the lottery number so that way she can win and she can have a fantastic life. The universe isn't going to do that. They're going to be like, you know what? That's not how it's going to go. You know, like, thank you for giving me, you know, your wants and dreams, but let's have a reality check and just be like, yes, you're not going to win the lottery, but you're going to win something a little bit more substantial and more realistic so let's say um if i did a if susan did a ritual today or um she did an intention of working to win the lottery um i think that the universe this is just based on my kind of just feeling and intention and kind of just understanding um if she were to do a ritual to kind of see if she can win the lottery the universe would just give her something in terms of you know what, you're not going to be winning the lottery, but you're going to be winning something a little bit more realistic and substantial. You're going to be winning, you know, uh, you're going to be getting a new job that can possibly give you that sum of money that you're looking for. Or you're going to be winning something that, um, or you're going to be getting something that is more realistic in terms of you're going to be coming into a family that is very rich and like that is very supportive, not in terms of like money, but like in terms of well-being and like emotion like they'll be rich in feelings and stuff and I think that um having that intention to kind of like get materialistic things 
you know, I mean, it's a really good kind of idea at the beginning, but when you really look at it, why do you need those things to be happy? Like, why do you need those things in order to be a certain way in your life? So, you know, like, of course, money is a huge thing and part of your life. And that's something that you need to survive, of course, like 100%. But do you really need to win the lottery in order to be happy? That's the question. Like, do you really need that to be your main focal point in life? Yeah, and I love that you, the way that you put that because um, something that I've heard that really resonates with me is that uh, the universe doesn't buy bullshit. That, um, you know, like, okay, let's step back. Like, okay, I want to win the lottery. Okay, that's a very surface level thing. Why? What is it that you feel that you are lacking? Because that's what we're actually going to manifest, right? Yeah, absolutely. Support. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree. Like you said, like we were saying, um, the universe doesn't buy shit like that. Like they're not going to be like, okay, like let's just give you the lottery numbers. So that way you can have like this materialistic life. And, you know, just like, I just think that people who ask those questions and kind of just like ask me that I'm like, can you really be any more basic? (laughs) (laughs) It kind of just like, it doesn't frustrate me, but it just makes me look at them. And I'm just like, do you really think that that's what magic is all about? Because if you do, then we need to talk more because I don't like having people thinking that divination is going to tell you the future like that, because, you know, like the future is always changing and, you know, people are always changing. And I think that if you were to kind of have that notion of just having divination being your ticket to getting, winning the lottery, I think that witchcraft isn't for you. Hmm. Or not yet. Or not yet. Yes. That's a little bit easier to take in. Maybe witchcraft isn't for you right now, but witchcraft could be for you there later when you feel like you can be a little bit more receptive to understanding what witchcraft can possibly be for you. And with that being said, what, Julia, has witchcraft been and meant for you in your life? Like, how has it affected you? How has it changed you? Uh, I'd love to hear about that. Witchcraft has been a part of my life for so long that I don't really know anything other than witchcraft. And I know that sounds really kind of scary. And that sounds like, you know, that's, oh, she's a kind of the, she's a crazy person where she thinks witchcraft is like, are the answer for everything? No, I don't think that. Witchcraft for me has solved so many issues for me, but it doesn't solve everything. It's not like a quick fix. Um, magic in my life um, I have this feeling where if I don't use my magic you know not not so not so much like every single day or like every single minute of every day but if I don't use my magic for like the week or for the day I can actually get really sick and um, I didn't understand that growing up because I'm a very sickly kind of person Um, you know, I get the cold all the time or, you know, I just kind of get like random things that I just, I don't understand why it happens to me. And, you know, I finally understood in the past like six months where I'm just like, you know what, if I just did a little bit more intention working, if I just did a little bit more magic and practice and kind of just did the rituals to kind of help myself stay healthy, then 
I'm probably going to be healthy because I have to put that mindset into the universe where I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to practice magic today, then it's going to help help me kind of stay healthy. And in terms of, you know what, having that positive energy out in the world saying, you know what, I want to stay healthy. And if I do magic, that's going to help me, then yes, I'll do it. So I think magic is a huge part of my life currently right now today September or October oh my god I can't believe it's October already October 5th um it's a huge part of my life because I take magic very seriously I do a lot of different spell work ritual work for myself when it comes to you know staying healthy and of course a healthy diet and healthy exercise and a healthy balanced life of course that's going to be getting you to where you need to be to in your old age to be healthy of course but magic is that little bit you know that teaspoon bit of sugar that kind of help helps amplify that and I think magic for me is a huge huge deal and anyone that's in my life knows that magic and witchcraft is my passion because I talk about it with such you know passion and so much love and so much energy for it that you know you just you wouldn't doubt that I practice magic every single day because it's what I do. It's what I love. It's what I live for. And I think that, you know, with me practicing magic on the daily, it definitely brings a side of me that just seems to be more energetic and happy. And I've noticed from the past six months that since I do like different rituals that I do different spell work, if I, you know, you know, talk to my uh, Patreon deities, if I, you know, do tarot card readings for myself or for my friends and family, it really makes a difference because using magic and having all that excess, like excessive magic or like pent up magic, it'll make you sick because you just have all this energy that isn't being used and it kind of just like internalizes in your body and it kind of just like, um, explodes and makes you sick that's just my theory of what happens to me i'm not saying that happens to everybody but specifically for me if i don't use my magic often i get very sick and i don't know why that is but my theory is that you know if i don't have all this you know magic pent-up energy then it's gonna turn into something else and kind of just make me more vulnerable to getting sickness because it's energy that's been depleted does that make sense yeah it makes a whole lot of sense i actually was fortunate enough to do um some workshops over the weekend uh, doing a lot of inner work and something that came up about um emotions and you know feelings and this i think can express also physically like you're describing is like your, your body's trying to tell you something, your emotions are trying to tell you something. And it, it sounds yeah. like that's, that's the call to like, Hey, like, you know, you've got all this magic in you like it, use it. Like this is your light, shine your light. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, um, you know, we're, we're coming towards the end of our time here, but um, we've talked a lot of, you know, your experience. We've talked a lot about kind of the theory behind magic and I'd like to leave with something practical that the people who are listening can do. Do you have any kind of um, like a spell, a potion, um, any kind of ceremony that somebody who's listening can go out and maybe tonight or maybe the next day do and, and start to experience all these benefits that you and I have received? Um, so if I were to kind of like give like a small spell, 
I think the best way to kind of like initiate that start of witchcraft is by making a wish. It's so simple. It's so easy. It's effortless. You make a wish and that's intention. That's your intention saying, you know what, let's put this in the world and let's see what the universe can give me. So you can do anything in terms of I want to be healthy. I want to be the best version of myself. I want to, you know, be able to see my family more. You set that intention. You make that wish. You put that out into the universe and you see what's going to give. And you just see what the universe is going to give back to you. Because magic is so simple. Everyone who tries to make it complicated, I don't know why they do that to themselves. Because magic is as simple as making a wish. You know, like on your birthday, you make a wish for what you want. That's the same thing as making a wish right now. It doesn't have to be your birthday to make that wish. You can make a wish whenever you want to. And I think that um, kind of just like makes everything a little bit more realistic and simple. So that's my kind of segue into saying, you know, magic can be simple and could be effortless if you just want it to be. Mm. Well, Julia, thank you so much. I think that's a beautiful thing to leave everybody with. Magic is simple. Um, we do it all. And um, I really appreciate you being here, being on my podcast, uh, sharing the space with me, sharing this wisdom. Are there any last parting thoughts before we wrap it up? No. Yeah. I just, um, I just want to say thank you for having me on to your show and to your podcast. And, you know, guys, if you ever want to reach out to me, my Instagram is witchcast9. Um, you guys can find me on there. You can message me, message me if you want to. We can talk about anything you want to. But I just want to say that Will is an amazing person, guys. So you guys are going to love listening to this podcast. Um, he has so much in store for what's going to happen in the future. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So I just want to say thank you again for having me on your show. Oh, thank you, Julia. Again, follow Julia at uh, witchcast9 on Instagram and the witchcast podcast that's available on Spotify, Anchor, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Blessed be everybody. Have a beautiful day. And remember, you are magic. Thank oh, you. Perfect. Thank you. Bye. Bye.